opener of Ozark season two. Oh, you're you're on season two now. Yes, right on. Season two is a good season. Found the best way to watch it on my Kindle in the dark in a chair with my newly rediscovered uh, anchor headphones. Yes, no the uh, the the anchor headphones I gave to someone because they were good and everything, but. They just weren't what I wanted them to be. They don't have enough kick. No, not enough ass. But the fucking earbuds, those earbuds I got years ago, uh-huh. they're dude, they're the best. They're as good as those bows. They sound as good as those bows. Hmm. I mean, maybe not that quality, but with that much kick on it, you know. So, so I've been watching it with those. That way, I'm able to pay attention better and all that stuff. I already forget how Ozark the season, the from season to season. Like what's happening? I know well, the first season they moved down. Dale got shot at the end of season one. Which one's Dale? So that's the husband, right? No, no, no. That well, it's is it the, Dale the funky Homo sapien? I didn't even think about that. No, it's uh, Isai Morales. Oh, who played Dale? So Isai Morales. I am Isai Morales. <laughs> <laughs> I was in La Bamba and the principal. Yeah, was it the principal or was he also? Yes, uh, he was in the principal. He was in the principal. I was thinking he might have been in Stand and Deliver, but that he was, was not. That was that was uh, Lou, Diamond Lou Diamond Phillips. Phillips yeah. yeah, and they are not interchangeable. They are definitely not. Lou Diamond Phillips was also in La Bamba as Richie Valens. Yes, and Isai Morales was in it as his, his brother Bob. His brother Bob. Yeah, Bob Valens, Venezuela. Oh yeah, that is that is. Uh, but I don't even know. They shortened it for the honkies, right? And yeah. uh, Joey Pants. It's was actually uh, Valenzuela Steen. They changed it at <laughs> Ellis lost, Island. Lost tribe of Mexican Hebrews. Valenzuela Steen. Uh, you know, there are, did you know that there are Hispanic Jew, Jewish people? Yeah, I'm sure. Gerardo Rivera is one. Geraldo. 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 It, it's crazy. It's crazy to consider because we're so isolated, in even the people who are educated about things in America that we don't realize that there are different cultures of people in other countries that are just wildly different than we can possibly possibly imagine. Like in Mexico and in Latin America and Central America, there are just white people mm-hmm. that speak that speak Spanish. You know who they are? Who? They're the ones that is, that ran. They were the Nazis that ran and uh, moved to different places. They would speak German. There are places in South America, not probably not Mexico. Argentina was extremely like that's one thing about Evita Peron that they don't tell you is that she was a Nazi sympathizer, just like her fucking husband. Well, they don't tell you that about fucking Walt Disney either. Jesus, <laughs> everybody knows it. You ever they seen it on Family Guy? You ever of seen that clip I on have. Family Guy? Jew still here? <laughs> the Jew still alive? Yeah, put me back in. Yeah. Oh, and nobody they, talks when they about went to the Disney World the in the uh in the multiverse and it was great. It's a great day for pie and they were all fucking happy and they're like, "Why don't we just stay here?" It's like, "Good idea." And this it's like, "Hey everybody, Joe." And they're like, "Oh, I forgot. This is a Disney universe." And they start beating the shit out of them. <laughs> all right, we got to get out of here. If uh if old Walt was still around, uh, Captain America would have had a different agenda on his mind. The Disney versions. Walt was no fool. He would have seen where things were going. Yeah, it was more about money than anything right. else. 
Right. But he was definitely chucking some money over there to them. So was Henry Ford. So was ever. I mean, I don't know if he was necessarily a Nazi sympathizer. I think he was just a. He was mad about profit. Well, yeah. I mean, he just. And I understand that as a businessman myself. I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an LLC. Yeah. Limited liability company. If we ever started making money doing this, we would have to do an LLC, and I would feel like such a dickbag doing it. Why? I just can't. Because uh. people would do that kind of thing or dickbag. Yeah. And I know everybody. And that- if you ever brought it up in a room full of people, yeah. I would have to beat the shit out of you. But excuse me and Dutch have to go outside for a second. We're going to talk about Be the drinking LLC. a whiskey sour. <laughs> like, come here, come here. <laughs> it just sounds put like, down, down and I know everybody that makes money doing this, That's they all have to do it. And I bet, sure. I'll bet most of them feel like dickbags. But what about uh, like influencers that are just by themselves that just take pictures of their butts on Instagram? They also have to do it. They also have to have a guy that does, th- that does kind of shit, that kind of shit for them. Instagram is so garbage because you, you have... I mean, it's just, it's it's really bad. Well, it's most, I only follow people that I know and like on it now. Um, so, like famous people that I actually enjoy. I, only I don't follow, really do. I only follow friends. I don't think I, well, no, I follow Red City Radio. I follow uh, the Bomb Pops. You know, like random punk bands will pop the, up. Yeah, and I don't I'll follow any follow. actual influencers, but I do no, follow a page called Influencers in the Wild. It shows like influencers doing influencer things, but it doesn't. It shows them from far away. They're the fucking worst. It's so stupid. It's so. But it, it's a dude. They pay. They get they paid. Get paid. I they, mean, like I was listening to a podcast today, and a girl was like, "Yeah, uh, Bang Energy Drink gave me four thousand dollars a week to just post a two minute video talking." I didn't even really have to talk about it. I just had to have one of their cans in my thing and just mention it once or twice. You know. Things like that. We she drink says, Bang on this show all the time. All the time. I would be brand loyal to Bang. Lately, I've been Monster because it's uh, just a little bit cheaper. We're, trying to, we're trying to play both if, sides here. If Bang Energy would, uh, if one of these guys, <laughs> hey guys, pony up, hop on this gravy train. Three hundred listeners a week. Sometimes. Sometimes one hundred twenty. Sometimes zero. <laughs> Not, not, it's never zero. Never zero, but never a lot. Never enough to make any money. No, what are you gonna do? Yeah, who gives a shit? We're coming up on a. We're on the downhill slope to a decade now. Well, what I'm, I realize now that all those years I spent getting good at stuff, I picked the wrong thing. I shouldn't have tried to be a good singer, a good songwriter. Good, I shouldn't have tried to get good at talking into the microphone. I should have gotten good at self promotion. Uh, I suck at self-promotion. I've always sucked at self-promotion. I'm well, because you it. are in the same boat I am. We despise people who self-promote. I do. So I we're it. just like, you're a fucking dickbag. I mean, you're just... And meanwhile, they're laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, I'm a dickbag with millions of dollars in the bank. Yeah, so like, oh, it's okay. just... Even the, the local... You, good, good luck with that. Even the people on the local level that all they do is promote their things all the time, it annoys the shit out of me, and they're my friends. Like some of them. they're people that I'm f- friendly with. I'm not angry at them, but like <laughs> it's just. But like, your respect for them is here. 
Yeah, there's very I'm motioning little, toward the ground. <clears throat> very little respect. I just want to silently do the thing that I do and get paid hundreds of millions of dollars for it. I don't see what the big problem is. <laughs> when you say it out loud like that, you realize how absolutely ridiculous it, it is. It is ridiculous, but it's, it's not ridiculous enough for me to actually learn how to be a self I want to be rich and famous. No, I want to be rich. I don't, I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be famous even slightly. I, I, I think want, they kind of go together. Yeah, uh, yeah. I kind of I want the kind of fame that like, uh, ah, fuck. Sturgill Simpson has like a you like a Sturgill Simpson or a tool tool. Like people don't even know what tool looks like hardly. No. Um, I don't want to be notable, but I want to be respected. Well, and not even pe- have people know my. Well, name. All, I mean, who's the guy that sang that song? That's what I want. Like, ah, the guy that says a song about uh, June. Yeah, that's a good song. Well, I mean, but. I mean, it does like. God, the guy looks like Homelander. It is Homelander. It is not. It can be. Sure, it can. Paint and blue. It does look like Homelander. It does. Um, I think it's Flash Gordon. Um, it one hundred percent is. I know my uh, kids' toys. Flash. Whoa! Champion <laughs> of the universe. Hey, you guys party. <laughs> I mean, we haven't. You know, in a while. Come on, guys. Uh, <laughs> Flash. <laughs> was in Ted. Yeah. They, they, were the movie fun. Was fun. they were snorting coke with Flash Gordon. Is this a shit? <laughs> uh, yeah, we had a bet there. I mean, the movie is, I like it and everything. I mean, it's not really that good. It's funny. It's funny. Yeah. But I wouldn't exactly call it a good movie. No, you know? it, I had a good time. It, it's, a, it's a teddy bear that talks like Peter Griffin. With Mark Wahlberg that talks like he's still from Boston. Yeah. So. I should probably play the theme song while we're doing You should. This. It's episode 386, by the way. Isn't that great? You're not linked up, sir. There it is. Nope. There we go. Good Lord. <laughs> what were we saying about being professional about this? First time that one's happened. It is. It really is. There's yeah. just short in the court or something. Maybe. Maybe I should have spent more than three dollars <laughs> on this dongle. <laughs> but I figure it's going to stay in the same place. That's a dongle. company right there. Hey, three dollar dongle. Yeah. Will it work? I don't know, but it's three dollars. <laughs> ah. uh, that was a Family Guy commercial. There ever was one. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon sent me their Chinese dongle. I use it for three months and now it doesn't work. What the fuck? Yeah. Episode 386, me and Chuck here, Aaron and Alina couldn't make it. They, um, they're, uh, uh, they're, uh, they're Satanists. They're Satanists. Right now they're, uh, sacrificing a lamb to, uh, the Church of Satan. No, I mean that's what they say they're doing, but they're they're the cool kind of Satanists who are just annoying Christians by being more Christian than the Christians. They are stunningly Christian. Those two, they're married. They have a child. They, I mean, a cat. I, I, <laughs> I told them like you guys got old quick. Yeah. <laughs> a crazy laugh. She's like, we really did. I finally, I got them convinced to. Um, Playing a uh, disc golf tournament Saturday, but now it's looking like it's going to thunderstorm the, all over the entire state. Mm. Like we might not even be, be able to play anywhere because well, of a thunderstorm. I don't mind rain, but I'm not trying to get. Have you noticed how many thunderstorms we're getting lately? Isn't it weird that they're coming this late? Usually April and May are thunderstorm time, right? Uh, well, global climate change has shifted everything down a month. Well, also there was that big 
tsunami there a while back uh, that they say knocked the earth earth knocked the earth off its axis. <laughs> you know, and changed you, you're not old like for this club for the earth. You're old for this club. <laughs> I would tear your ass up. <laughs> that's my Craig Robinson, everybody. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> this is pretty good. Craig Robinson. <laughs> we're not gangster. We're soft as shit. <laughs> They're all running around. This is the end. We don't know how to do anything. <laughs> I like when they talk about Craig Robinson about his back. It's like he's a great guy. Sweats a lot. <laughs> he always has a towel. Yeah. A sweat towel. <laughs> I love that fucking movie. That man. movie's funny. Oh God. I mean, the beginning part of it with. Uh, Franco, and Franco, and uh, Jay, Jay Burchell or Jay Baruchel, Baruchel, who I like. I mean, yeah. um, but I like when he's talking to Craig Robinson and Emma, Emma Thompson, Emma Watson, Emma Watson, yeah. and he's just like, he's just like I don't like Alex that much. I mean, he talks kind of like this. He's just like, oh, and Emma Watson's like, so you're a hipster then? He's like, it's like I'm not a hipster. He's like, yeah, you you seem to hate a lot of things. <laughs> You know what I was thinking? You hate hate movies that are really popular. <laughs> Actually, I wasn't thinking this. I saw this on Twitter. <clears throat> Danny McBride's next project needs to be a January 6th movie. Where he's like a leader trying to get into the... That would be have to be, though... Uh, that w- couldn't be a comedy. It would have to be serious. It's got to be a comedy. If he's you think it would be a comedy? I think that he's poised to be a good... Actor in general, he is a good actor. Yeah, he's he's just not. He's just not been given the right project yet. Well, he does his own projects. That's the thing. That's why I love almost I, everything. You I see love Danny McBride. He he's great. His own he's, thing. he's the I best. That whole group of people. And he, by the way, he is the funniest part of this. Is the end where he wakes yeah. up fucking high, like blowing those yeah. smoke rings, getting high, and then he's like, "I'll come where I want." <laughs> he's watching. He's watching his feet with all their water. He's like, and then he's like cooking all the fucking food they got. Daddy's here. He's cooked all the fucking food. Because <laughs> it makes a big breakfast like, for hey, everybody. That's for you, dog. He's there. <laughs> I got a strike uh, uh, from Suddenlink. My internet got shut down for a couple days because I illegally downloaded that movie because I thought it was so fucking funny. What? This is the end? Yeah. Why didn't you just tell me I just bought, bought it? Oh, this was years ago. Seven, eight years ago. Has it been out that long? Yeah, I think it came out in 12. Jesus 13. Christ. It's almost a fucking decade old. Yeah. God. Let's look it up. It's one of my favorite comedy movies of the last 10 years. I think it's way underrated. Like, don't, so, wa- don't watch it with a girl. No, they won't. They are it. not going to like it. They're not going to like it, and they're not going to get it. Unless it's a specific kind of girl, and she will love it. And I'm talking about the girl you should marry. If she, <laughs> if she laughs. 2013. God damn. Fucking... So Damn near ten funny. fucking years old. It is. We'll just so go ahead funny. and call it ten years old. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, they were making it right now. Yeah, ten years ago. Wow. Michael Sarah's all coked up. Jonah Hill, like a fake nice guy. <laughs> jo- have you seen Jonah Hill lately? He's he's lost a bunch of weight again. He doesn't like people to come in on his body, but whatever. But he's doing like um, jujitsu and stuff now. Good for him. It's great. But don't stop, Jonah. Stop being a cunt. Yeah. You're not a girl. You're great. You're not a girl. You're we're not allowed to talk about girls' bodies. Yours we can talk about. But you're great. I mean, you're, you're a really good actor. And boy, did you ever fucking luck out, though. You could have been... His sister's a, a big actress now, too. What's her name? 
Is it Hill? Is her last name Hill? I think so. I wonder if she's pretty. You've seen her. Not that it came. You, you might have seen her in something, but she was in Booksmart. Her, her name is Beanie Feldstein. So that's their real name. Oh, so they're, they're Jewish. Oh, yeah. That's her. She's a. Uh, I've seen her lots of things. She's awesome. She played uh, blowjob president lady. Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, in the in the FX. I've actually seen about stuff about her, and Monica them, Lewinsky seems dope. She's fucking awesome. Like, and I'm I think that all those guys who cracked about that should have apologized. Yeah, it wasn't right. Like Bill Maher apologized. Um, I think Bill Moore was a guy interview. No, it was John. It was, it was John Oliver. He was inter- interviewing her, and and he cracked jokes and he apologized personally. He's like, I made the jokes. I'm sorry, you know. And she's like, Nah, what are you gonna do? You know, it's. I don't know about apologizing, but the joke should have been more on Clinton. Clinton, than her. I mean, he's a. But you got to do what you got. He's do. a piece of shit, fucking Arkansas hillbilly getting blown in the fucking White House. Yeah. Now those economic those economic numbers are hard to fucking. <laughs> they're hard to. Argue they're hard to crowd. But I'm the just 90s, saying. The nineties was. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? You know what we had to give up for that brief period of prosperity. Everything, literally everything. <laughs> <laughs> we had to go to war for. 20 years we had to give up all of our manufacturing jobs sure did what we had left anyway they were going anyway but well i know but nafta that, that really was, that, that was the one that, that got is, us right? that was yeah that's the one that, that was literally the equivalent of a guy's falling out the door and you kick him in the face and slam the door oh I, it's done i was too young to really care about that whenever i was a Whenever it was I remember happening. them talking about it. I remember, I remember like, it. Ma- them making fun of it on Saturday Night Live and stuff. And well, I mean, but they weren't wrong. Some insensitive uh, accents were used by Dana Carvey and the like, probably. Um, but whatever. You ever seen Dana Carvey's uh, sketch as a Chinese man trying to who loves his chicken? I'm <sighs> sure. It is so fucking wrong by today's standards. Well, yeah. It's bad. Like, even back then, it was bad. You know how bad it had to be back then to fuck? You're not going to find it. You are not going to find that. Don't tell me what I will and won't find. I think I can find That thing is buried. It's buried like all the racist cartoons from the fucking 50s. And 60s, too, for God's sake. Mm, Got Pepper Boy. Fresh (laughs) Pepe. Why, thank you, Pepper Boy. (laughs) That's the Perfect amount of pepper. Bravo! <laughs> I don't think it was too bad. That was pretty good. Nah, I can't find it. It's not immediately available on the first page of YouTube, so. We're going to give up. Yep. Okay. I'd love to see it, though. I know I, if it was on between 91 and 95, I know I saw it. It might have been as late as early as 88. Yeah, because Danny Carver was on there from like 84. Six it was to ninety three. It, it was mid eighties too. They had that one season that was so bad that everybody on the entire cast was fired. As the Robert Downey Jr. senior season, I think it was Julia Lee Dreyfus was on there. Um, she turned out okay. She, Robert Downey Jr. I think Pretty he good. I think he did okay. Uh, the redheaded guy, um, Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony Michael Hall was on there for a year. Yeah, his career. He shouldn't have been on there. Like. He had more. He was already kind of famous. He had more business on there than Downey Jr. did. 
Robert Downey Jr. will be the first one to tell you that he was horrendous on that show. I'm sure. I love him, dude. He is so self-effacing and just Has like, he gone back to host? I'd like to see him as a host on there. Because he'd be great. I don't that. know. If he did, he needed to. He did. I remember one time he did because he was showing pictures from like him in prison and they were like class photos. Oh, yeah. It was fucking great. It was in the late 90s, I think, when yeah. he came back and hosted. And I think he 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 referenced his stint on there. He's like, I was on this show. He's like, yeah, I don't remember either or something like that. <laughs> so it was really bad. Um, Tom Hanks was not a cast member, was he? Not a cast member, but, but he was a regular. He's hosted the most times, I think. But he was a regular as yeah. well, because he had a sketch that he did with- uh, He would just show up. He did that sketch with uh, John Lovitz, where they were just two losers on a street corner, and they would just try to hit on every woman that walked Cat by. Catcalling every woman, yeah. yeah. <laughs> buenos dias, <laughs> and buenos noches. <laughs> not even eye contact. <laughs> they high five. It's one of the best skits ever. Hey, we're looking at one. <laughs> you see Tom Hanks lose it at somebody. Uh, Will they knock Rita Wilson over? I know. I'd have, I'd have decked that motherfucker. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's that that proves a real, how nice of a guy he finally is. Finally, a real moment from a <laughs> from a celebrity. Well, but you know, I'm, Tom Hanks. I don't want to believe some of the things that they. No, I don't think any of those. Um, I don't think they're real. But oh yes, oh yes, yes indeed. Forty ninth and first, excellent corner for scoping out the base. You said a mouthful. <laughs> Whoa! Stop the presses. What have we here? Hello. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Not interested in me at all. <laughs> no reaction. They did a couple of these. Ever. You know it, brother. Way too pretty for this ombre. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Here comes another line. Oh, hey, mama mia. Hello. Goodbye. Oh, yeah. Out of my league. Mine, too. <laughs> Boy, wouldn't give me the time oh day. Well, looky here. Oh, me likes what me see. Good evening. And good night. <laughs> oh, not even eye contact. The ladies just don't like me. To say the least. My face is, is just, just too wide. wide. <laughs> yeah, and my hairline can't be. <laughs> I'd be hurt and disappointed if it didn't happen so often. <laughs> Whoa, baby. Oh, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> like we didn't even exist. <laughs> Indifferent. Yeah. She wasn't even that attractive. <laughs> but still out of my reach. A sad comment on my life. Yours and mine both. It's more of that for the next Good Lord. eight yeah, minutes. It's tremendous. It's fucking great. There's a couple of those. Um, and I think he wasn't even a host when that when they were doing that. He was just was doing it. Yeah, he would uh, show up from time to time. Mm -hmm. Anytime he, I don't like even a, think he was famous at that point. 
He might have been. Uh, he probably at that point he probably would have been in Big or perhaps <sighs> Man with Run One Red Shoe. What was his first big one? Splash was his first. Splash big is one. pretty big. Money Pit. Yeah, he's one of he, he was he was a lot more famous earlier than people think. You know. Yeah. Well, Bosom Buddies got him on the map. That's true. And then they then Splash, of course. Um, big was his first smash. Like it was the one that set him up. Um, but then he had Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch was an all-time bachelor classic. party. Bachelor I fucking party. love bachelor party. I mean, it had Adrian Zmed in it. You can't beat Adrian Zmed. I haven't seen Bachelor Party probably since I was five years old. Oh, dude, it's so fucking inappropriate. I mean, it's just, it's wall to wall, just tits and drugs. And, I love it. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh. Anything in the news? <laughs> they had a. <laughs> I'm starting to laugh because Trump's reactions on Truth Social are so goddamn funny. I don't know what those are. Okay, he has this this fucking thing instead of Twitter. It's called Truth Social. I've heard about that one. It's fucking ridiculous. But anywho, and he's the only one that can post on it. Probably no other people can, but nobody gives a fuck. And he's and he's so much of a fucking narcissist fuck that he's not going to Twitter. Elon Musk wanted to buy Twitter just to get Trump back on. That's, no, that's well, not, I mean that's what people said. I don't uh, believe it, but I'm just saying that he probably would have let Trump back on. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> they had this witness come up, and apparently Trump, and you know, all this shit is true. He would throw food. In the fucking White House, when they would, when when shit wouldn't go his way, he would literally like the girl talks about how walking in the room there's ketchup dripping on the walls. He would smash plates, um, and then he's a passionate man. <laughs> well, that's what his supporters will say. <laughs> See, I'm abused by his supporters now too because they're not running for cover because they're incapable of it as well. They're like less successful Donald Trumps. You know, they don't grasp things, and they're you know, but um. <laughs> Apparently, this woman testified under oath, mind you, and she was a Trump staffer, that the January 6th thing that Trump wanted to go to the Capitol. Yeah, I've got an article. Well, then the Secret Service said, no, no, you're not doing that. And the fucking president. And that's what he said. (laughs) And then he tried to grab the steering wheel and the guy just take his hands and be like, get your hands off the steering wheel. And then he lunged for the guy. Trump lunging is com- is comedic in itself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that fat fuck trying to do, uh, you know, because the Secret Service guy is necessarily strong and in shape and mm-hmm. able to defend himself. You know, he had to be sitting there going, what is this fat fuck trying to do? You know, He doesn't know that I could just hold him down and fuck his mouth if I wanted to. <laughs> I don't want you to do that. Um, and he just posted, like, he watched the whole thing. He watched all of her testimony and posted like 15 times. So, and he keeps on, it's so comedic now because the select committee, he just calls in the unselect committee. <laughs> and it's hilarious. The unselect committee. <laughs> this is what I should have been doing the whole fucking time. It's just, just monumentally, cosmically amused by how sh- uh, just what a schmuck he is. Well, now there's an article saying that the Secret Service agent is willing to testify that Trump did not lunge at him, which maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. It's funnier to think that he did. So that's it is funnier, but it, it, it also there's a lot of politics that goes in with that. And this girl 
is not somebody that would have lied. And she's also very hot. I, she was pretty as I recall, but I don't, she's not your type. No. Um, but you know, he, he is responsible for all that stuff that happened. I mean, he, he, he lit the fuse. I mean, you, you can say that somebody is free to say free. was free to say whatever they want, as long as it's not fire in a crowded movie theater, you know, you're culpable for that. So he's culpable for all these things. Whether they're going to get him on it, probably not. But I'm just saying that he that he did all that shit, you know. So oh, I'm sure it's 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 really amusing at this point. Um, I hardly know this person is <laughs> other than that. Other than I heard very negative things about yeah, him. very negative, <laughs> a total phony and leaker. Yeah. And when she requested to go with certain others of a team to Florida, to after, Fla- no, he always says Florida. <laughs> team to Florida. After having my s- serve a full term in office, I personally turned her request down. Why did she want to go with us if she felt we were so terrible? See, did you notice that? After I served a full term in office, like he needs to be congratulated for even that. You know what I mean? He needs his ego stroke that bad that he needs to be congratulated on serving just one term. It's a lame duck president. You are objectively not successful by the by the standards of that office, right? Her fake story that I tried to grab the steering wheel of the White House limousine in order to, to steer it to the Capitol building is sick and fraudulent, very much like unselect committee itself. Wouldn't even have what I'm saying. been possible to do such a ridiculous thing. Oh, God, it's hilarious. I didn't want a request to, that we make room for people with guns to watch my speech. Who, who would ever want that? Not me. <laughs> and it just so, it's like the thing with the fucking Sharpie around the goddamn, where they had the weather pattern and he drew the Sharpie thing. I mean, he's a, have you ever been around a kid? God love them. And they're so sweet and cute. And they're like, they don't want to lie, but you can tell when they're lying because they don't want to get in trouble. And they're so obvious about it. Like, I didn't want to do this, but it's just like, then I know you did it. You know, it's you. It's okay. You're not in trouble. But they're so afraid of getting in trouble, you know, so that they're, that they're trying to get out ahead of it. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he's trust. His whole life is getting out ahead of things. Yeah. <laughs> but, who, would, who would rape her? Have you seen this one? He's getting, he's getting out ahead of things like 10 minutes too late. Right. Like it's always just like just a little bit behind. Yeah. Of everything <laughs> The story's already broken like, Everybody's already talking about it Somebody took a massive shit in the toilet And he comes walking out and zipping up his pants Didn't do it Not me <laughs> I don't know who laid that log in there <laughs> It looks tremendous I, I don't I don't. But I'm just saying Because even anything like that that he Quite uh, a grumpy <laughs> Real growler <laughs> Whoever laid that down there Must have had a hell of a time <laughs> <laughs> and he had he had a gigantic dick. I'm just saying, huge dick. Dick almost got in the way of the poop. <laughs> he might have poop on his dick. Um, Going poop dick. <laughs> hey, poop dick. No, I was watching though. I, I was I found myself getting upset about it again a little bit because I forgot what was I forgot that I needed to stop doing that. So now my my. My escape is I'll read some fantasy or watch a new show or something like that, and I'll watch if it's really extreme. I'll watch the Art of the Deal, the Funnier Die movie, which man, so hilarious, takes you right out of it. I mean, I think the funniest part might Johnny be- Depp, what a loser. Yeah. 
I think the funniest person in it might be Patton Oswalt as fucking Merv Griffin. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Donald. I'm talking on a hands-free device. What a world. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> he's sitting there on the fucking. He's got a white wig on. <laughs> oh, what a loser, Merv Griffin! <laughs> what a loser! <laughs> he's fucking with him. I saw that. Let's make a deal is uh, going up the ratings. That son of a bitch! He's been mad at me since I beat him in tennis in '49. <laughs> he's that's Merv Griffin. Um. I mean, I, I'm I'm much happier. Like I haven't, I but I am. You know, we are watching the beginning of death throes of of democracy here. In one of my uh, <clears throat> recent songs that nobody's heard yet, except for JMO, one of the lines says, "There's a revolution coming, and it's not the one you want." That's a and good line. That man. is, I think, that's excellent. Pretty apropos to what's going to be happening. That's here. pretty good. I like that. Yeah. I mean, we have dis- we have discussed this. We haven't discussed this. They overturned, as we discussed, yeah. and you guys didn't believe it would happen. I knew it would. They overturned Roe versus Wade. Yeah, I'm very happy about it. <laughs> I think it's awesome. <laughs> Why? Because there's going to be a lot more people born, and with more people, you can put them in factories in Guatemala. There you go. New Mexico. Always looking Mexico. at the upside. We're giving Mex- New Mexico back to Mexico, so the factories will be in New Mexico. It's going to be part of old Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be back to old Mexico. <laughs> That's what he if 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 New Mexico like went didn't go for him on an election. Call it Mexico Nueva. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna put the funniest thing was that he wanted to build a moat along the southern border with crocodiles and snakes and shit. That's real. That you know it's real. I know it's real. And <laughs> it's not altogether an awful idea, but. It's like 4,000 miles. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's one thing to have a moat around a building. It's a very ambitious idea <laughs> that a 10-year-old kid would have. Yeah. I mean, that's a great idea for that kid. But that kid's going places. A grown man should have abandoned that That kid's got a future idea. in the biz. He does. <laughs> but the adult of that man yeah. should have abandoned that idea move, long ago. Move along. Yeah. I mean, I mean what are you doing? <laughs> I can see putting a moat around my house, perhaps. A moat. A moat. God. I like it. There and there, but there's also a river that's going anyway, and people just cross it. I mean, that river's already there. Just put crocodiles in that. Cut the middleman. There's got to be. A, it's south. There's got to be alligators in it. Yeah, I'm sure there are alligators. Alligators have been as far north as North Carolina. Yeah, my sister found one in her uh, at her vacation home in Georgia. Sure, that's yeah. pretty south. And it's bordering right along there with Florida. <laughs> but I mean, I've, they do make their way up. Uh, to at least South Carolina. So, well, we had, um, I'm sure Carolina they, beach is North Carolina. Yeah. And we had a giant fucking alligator in a pond. That's a good story. That's a fun story. We had a giant fucking rainstorm. We also had a snowstorm the year I moved down. It's fucking weird. Building snowmen on the beach. It was, mm. So I was walking to the bar and just got blasted with fucking snow. It was November. Um, which is odd in and of itself. I mean, it's just, it was weird, you know. But there's this giant fucking alligator, and he's in this pond, and it's actually, in the world, it's the closest body of fresh water to salt water in the world. It's only like 200 yards, maybe a little bit longer. But um, 
we had a giant snow uh, rainstorm hit, and it flooded. That fucking alligator got out and was in the fucking water in the city, and they didn't know where he was. So we have this friend who thought it was a good idea to go kayaking, and we told him, don't do that. (laughs) That fucking alligator is huge, and he will eat you if he can fucking, and he will roll you out of that fucking kayak and eat you. They're not to be fucked with, especially in the water. They're extremely aggressive. They're faster than you think they're going to be, and they're fucking just... Uh, utterly with that you can't they have no pain centers you can't really. reason with them i mean you can't whack them with a fucking kayak or and think you're gonna fucking do something to the motherfucker um he got on the news for kayaking they showed him kayaking through the fucking swell and we were we all liked him but we were like that guy's not very smart because they finally caught the alligator and put him back in the pond and but then we were sitting out on the beach one time this happened a couple times a giant fucking saltwater croc came fucking walking up out of the fucking surf and just was like looking around and shit. I mean, that's it. The waters off the Carolinas are not fucking fun, dude. They are, they are packed with sharks and fucking it's, it's a off of Hatteras and off of, uh, off Myrtle beach is a man eater shark hotbed. I'm surprised more, more people don't get bitten and eaten, killed there. And a couple, I think a couple get bit each year, but the bites aren't, Severe. They're usually not severe. They've had, um, they've had numerous fatalities, like people being killed by sharks there. So, Hmm. and it's not. They'll have a great white on occasion. Like they're tagged and they know when they're around. Usually, Um, the ones they have to worry about is there's bull sharks there. There's lots of sand tigers and tiger sharks, um, which are extremely aggressive. You know, um, got mako's. You know. My cousin was on the worked on the fish boats, fishing boats, and they he saw great whites like circle on the boat and shit. Sometimes they went out with the white. Well, they were on a on a sloop one time, and the the guy they had a crow's nest, or I, I think it was a sloop. I can't remember how boats go, but the guy would not get out of the crow's nest because the fucking shark. And he he was recording it the whole time, freaking out. He's like, "Look at the size of that fucking thing!" And, they, you know, and they're all like, "Dude, he's not going to breach on us or anything," because they were all. My cousin Todd is notoriously without fear too, so. <laughs> Hmm. Um, but yeah, I did not like everybody would go swimming and I was the only one who seemed to remember how many fucking sharks are in that ocean around that beach. I didn't want to do it. So indeed I didn't, I went in the water twice in two years. I, uh, I've only been to the beach twice in my entire life and I would go in waist, waist high. That is the ideal place for a, for a shark attack. Bill Burr was talking about that. He's like, <laughs> you know that uh, most shark attacks happen in, in like eight forty hours. Yeah, no shit. It's called the beach. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, you don't get attacked in the middle of the ocean. Hey, let's go swim to Iceland, you pussies. You know your favorite things? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, we can keep talking about the uh, overturning of. Uh, well, I mean, what, what more is there to say? I mean, they all those justices who got on this, who, who were on the confirmation stand, lied. All the ones who said they would not touch Rovers lied. That's perjury. That is, they they should have immediately been investigated. That's the way it works. You've lied on the stand. That's perjury. There's not. A, I don't think there's statute of limitations for perjury after the fact. You know what I mean? It's like you don't. I mean. You don't go for a murder and then, hey, hey, I did it. 
years later, like, ah, oh, missed them. You know, it's no, it doesn't work that way. Here's the thing. Um, not only does it overturn abortion rights for women and uh, trans men. Sure. Woke. I'm woke. I don't give a shit. The wokest. The wokest. Um, <clears throat> but it, it galvanizes the people on the left. Now they have something to fight for. Well, and it's going to cost up. the Republicans lots of votes. And it, 50 years of law, and Trump overturned it. Trump got it done. Mm-hmm. So it gives him an accomplishment. It's going to be a wash. He doesn't have many. Right. But that's one. But that might be a wash. You're going to yeah, have lots you're going to have lots of voters on the left who it galvanizes and people in the middle who were maybe on the right but they liked abortion rights and they like bought all autonomy like your Tommy Larens of the world. Yeah, um, she's uh she was, she was pro-choice. pro she was pro choice and that's what got her kicked off of Glenn Beck's nonsense. But um you are going to have the people though who who I mean Marjorie Taylor Greene, of course, after she you know, took a break from sucking dick at the local fucking uh, uh, CrossFit gym. You know, came up long enough to 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 march around the streets and talk about God bless this guy. She's such a sack of shit. I mean, she's. I, just, I don't know why they would. Have, I'm I'm trying to fit. There has to be a reason, not just because they care about baby. They don't. There's got to be a reason why it's, they're doing. It's that. political theater, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's kayfabe. But here's what it is. Are they going to give us the something? ones that Trump, the ones that Trump. Okay. It, it boils down to this. Clarence Thomas's wife is a Trump activist and tried to get, she is in bed with the, with the January sex people. She really is. She, I mean, they're, they have now proved links and now they're going to investigate her. The, the thing goes very high. I don't care what anybody says. This is not a bunch of hokum. This shit happened. Like there was, there was definite connections between a lot of these right wing figures and, you know, Ron Johnson. Oh no, one Ron Johnson. Well, actually it was Ron Johnson. He sent a memo up to them about something about denying the election results or something like that, that he since put off on a staffer and they were trying to nail him down. It's like, wait a second. You mean a staffer who is all of 20 years old, who has no authority in your office can run up a thing about votes that affects our very democracy. That person is responsible for that thing that got sent up. Yes. And then he tries to get on his phone. The phone's not even on. Like he's, he's walking along and he's talking on the phone and it's off. And they're like, it's, it's comedic. He's like, sir, your phone's not even on. Isn't this Supreme Court thing a little bit outdated? What do you mean? You got nine unelected people that decide. Oh, it's extremely outdated. That decide all this shit. And they, well, they're giving it back to the states. Let's get even smaller than that. Let's give it back to the individual. Well, but that's the thing, though. It doesn't give, it doesn't do it. give it back to the states because this is the, the whole thing about states' rights and all that shit is a stalking horse. Yeah, for the fucking for the Republicans, that is the stalking horse for a national man. So you know, they say that's not what's next. That's what's next. See, that's the thing about conservatives. You can always trust them to want smaller government as long as smaller government. As long as they can have larger government when they want to tell you what to do with your body or who you fuck or the things you put in your bodies or things like that. They want smaller government so they can continue their grift. But when it comes to larger things about people running their lives and being happy and doing whatever the fuck they want, that's when they want larger government. They try to. That's the thing about conservatives and right-wingers in general. They, they legislate morality. 
Mm-hmm. The left does not legislate morality. They kind of the do left try, The left tries to legislate tolerance. You can't do that. Yeah. People are going to be tolerant or not. The whole thing about the cakes and not serving them all that shit, fuck them. Don't, don't fucking don't buy at their store then. You know, let them go out of business. Because that's what dollar votes, yeah. dollar votes. That's the well, only thing. That's that what used to would have happened, but now in the in today's climate, you're going to have people who announce that they're going to the racist bakery. That's that's the come on. That's the the the, the climate we now live in. There's a whole group of people who want to announce that they're intolerant because that's what's in vogue. Intolerance is in vogue now. Uh, intolerance is you know for gay people, even for minorities. You know you have to. Phrase it a little bit differently. You can't just say minorities. You can say immigrants. You can do that. You know. See what I'm getting at? Like, mm. the, I mean, that, that that's the you know that's what they like to do is that they they throw out there that oh guess what I did? That's a real pistol libs off. I went and got a cake at the racist bakery, and I got a rebel flag put on. What do you think of that? <laughs> and then they laugh with all their friends. And that's and then that's how a place like that now stays in business. Is it a racist bakery or is it a? But, you know what I mean? I'm just saying, for example, you know, yeah. it doesn't. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that every bakery that does that is racist or whatever. I'm just saying that that would be an example of what they would do because they think it's funny. You know, that's the whole thing with conservatives and right wing assholes. Now, on the other hand, not to do what about ism, but sometimes what about ism works. Is, sure, it does. Should, but um, <clears throat> remember the big, the. The cake for the gay wedding thing. Sure. Those people sought out a place that wouldn't bake their cake, and they even said, "We'll bake the cake, but we can't decorate it because it's then we'd be participating in." Sure. And they then they get blasted, they get sued, and all this shit. Just leave people alone. Just don't. Why do you want people that don't? Yeah. Why wouldn't you like pick gay marriage? Why wouldn't you pick out a bakery that would love You're gay? Love to you do- know plenty of bakers. <laughs> Uh, and, about, and by the way, gonna be good ones, w- but way better than that fucking place. Oh yeah, there was a gay guy that worked with us at Chili's who we literally called him Betty Crocker. He made he brought me a hummingbird cake one time. It was the best fucking thing I've ever had in my life. Made with real hummingbirds too, so you know it's good. <laughs> I'm just wondering what's next. Um, is it going? If Clarence Thomas is correct. They will go after gay marriage next, and they will overturn it. That's when you've got major Republican skin in the game, because that's going to cost them. No yeah. Matter, no matter what they fucking think, that is going to cost them. Yeah, because everybody's cool with that. Everybody was cool with that. Except your real hardcore bigots. You like, know what I mean? That's, that's, that's going to whittle down to the bigots. Just you know? the absolute dregs, but there's not sure. a lot. There's... 330 million people there might be a million people that are absolute bigots across the board mm, i'd say it's more like five percent five percent really yeah because i'd say it's that high and that's a like the type of i'm person, basing that on nothing like the, the, saying, the type of person that would disown their kid if they were gay or something like that you sure think it's like i know 5%? people like that i know wow. people like that I, I personally am acquainted <laughs> with people like that i'm acquainted with them i do not like them and I make it known that if you're the kind of person that would, uh, that would, you know, uh, what do you call it? Participate? No, no, no. Uh, disown your kid. Yeah. For that, then you're just a shitty human in general. Yeah. There's, and you didn't deserve to be a parent. There's nothing. Yeah. You're, you're just bad. I don't understand that. Like, you're probably gay too because, because that, that would draw you Wait, in. Wait, are you talking to me? <laughs> there. Uh, no, that's silly. 
you know, I'm talking about I can really tell this is a people that are afraid of like the real homophobes are gay. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rogan had that joke back in the day. Anybody that's uh, af- afraid of gay marriage is also secretly afraid that dicks are delicious. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like the whole and and the 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 Judases. The Judases are always the hardest ones on their own community. Like you've got a, p- a person like, well, for for instance, with homosexuals, you got a Roy Cohn. Roy Cohn wanted to go after homosexuals and out them in the government so they'd be fired and all that stuff. All the while, took so many dicks in his ass it looked like a peacock. He I was mean, a big. Uh, he was big during the, uh, the McCarthy McCarthy era, yeah. yeah, doing all that shit. I mean, because they were equating communism. See what they're doing, trying to do now is they're doing an old Roy Cohn playbook. Or McCarthy playbook. They are now equating Democrats and even atheists with uh, with pedophilia. They were they were equating communism. They give them a lot of fucking ammunition, though, dude. For that, who uh, these like we talked about like the drag queen shows for children. Okay, I get stuff. that. They, uh, they give them a lot uh, of that, ammunition, but that has not uh, nothing to do. Now those are with, isolated, maybe isolated incidents, and everything can blow up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not all over the place. But if you scroll through the right accounts on Twitter, you'll see some things that'll just make you mad. Even me, who thinks everything should be fine sure. to a certain point, right? You know. Well, I mean, I saw this uh, video of a. A kid-friendly gay pride parade. You're telling me about this one. Well, this is a different one. Out. Yeah. This is a different one. This is an old man in his tidy whities and boots, because that's awesome. Mm-hmm. At first, I was like, okay, this is awesome, but it's kid-friendly. There's children in the crowd, and he's twerking in the middle of the of the street during the parade, and kids are just like, what is happening? Yeah, I mean, it's... Of course, kids think everything's awesome. Okay, this guy's dancing. I'll dance, too, and they start dancing. Right. They don't get it, you know? Well, I mean... If a kid is young enough, then that's okay. But if a, and if a kid's old enough, that's okay. To laugh at it. But there's that fucking... There's a middle th- there's line. A, there's a middle line where you should not do that, you know? Yeah. Because a little, little kid just doesn't get things like that. They, they're, they're, they're not... Their brains haven't developed. Which goes back to the thing I, what we talked about last week. Um, it goes over their head. They won't get it. Well, right. Why not just have them give you a hand job? Then they won't get that either. You know, well, no, I'm not saying that. I know, but I know you're not saying right, right. But yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. saying that. Right? Why can't we do that? <laughs> That's a joke. Don't isolate. Just that. <laughs> I'll go into work. Uh, um, we need to talk. We need to. Um, <laughs> wasn't me. No, um, I think the activists go too far for both for for everybody. Well, I think the activists the are doing the equivalent sometimes of virtue signaling. Yeah. Well. The old, the age old argument for uh, pro choice is it's just a clump of sales. It's just a, so are you. You are just a clump of sales. We are all just clumps of sales. How late? Should- I will go brutal on it. I here's my here is my whole thing with abortion. Um, if they want if they want gloves off, I'll take them off. Um, I don't give a fuck about that kid if it's a rapist who raped my daughter or some area and mm-hmm. things like that. I don't give a fuck about that kid. That kid is not more important than my daughter's sanity or her life. Fuck that kid. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, uh, she, that, that, that wrath child, that, that child of fucking just absolute, you know, rage and fucking and violation does not deserve to live. Sorry. That's just the way I feel. What about uh, just using them as a form of birth control because you like to get nutted in? No. 
That's, that's I'm, a lot I'm, of people. I'm against, I'm against uh, abortion like that. I'm against, you know, but, but the thing about it is I made the point, oddly enough, on Instagram. You know, I told all the right-wingers to fuck off, and I said, look, it needs to be a medical procedure that's always on the fucking table because you have rape, incest, topical pregnancies. You have a myriad of topic, whatever. I've heard people call them topical. I have not. I mean, I think, well, I might be wrong. Um, and well, sister, I think my sister had one of those. Yeah, that's a death sentence. Yeah, because it keeps growing. Your shit explodes. Yeah, exactly. Your so. pussy explodes literally. <laughs> um, my mom didn't know that because I asked her what she thought about it. She's a woman born in 1949. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, I don't think abortion, you should be aborting babies. She, and she was... and. One of the things I asked her was like, what about if it endangers the what, the life of the mother? And she was like, there's not a thing in the world that would have kept me from having my children. I don't care if it kills me or not. And I was like, well, that's you. And that's amazing. You're that's, one of the greatest people I've ever met. Sure. But other people aren't like that. And then I told her about ectopic and um, uh, babies that miscarry, but mm-hmm. they s- stay inside of you. Yeah, that's, that's necessary that's to be also. Divorced. Fatal. Now illegal in some places. And you got to get them out. She's like, well, yeah, that makes sense. They got to fix that. And I was like, well, they're not going to fix it. They don't care. Right. They do not care. So it's, it's I'm going to learn how to give abortions, become a freelance abortionist. Tell me you're going to have the old style, <laughs> the old school thing with like with the, the little mirror. Thing. Yes. Of course I'm going <laughs> to have that. I've already ordered Smoking one. Smoking a cigarette on a butcher's coat. <laughs> yeah. Just covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> Best in town. <laughs> <laughs> Mandy, Mindy, whatever you're up. <laughs> I just don't. I just I, I get a horrible. I can't tell that joke. I'll tell. There's a, uh, there's a there's a dark path. I think we're getting ready to go down, and I think we'll come out better at the end of it. Countrywide, I think it's going to be very dark for a very long time. We might be dead before we come out of it. Um, I but think freedom always wins. I always say that freedom always wins. Well, that's what I always t- that's what I always tell right wingers who are smug. And by the way, there is no group of people more smug and petty and like to gloat. They are the gloating as fuckers in the world. Are right wing people? They're just they they love it. It's 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 part of their it's part of their makeup. They like. I mean, you know how many messages I got when Donald Trump won the presidency? You know oh, how really? many fucking messages I got? What do you think about that? I was like, great. Great. Uh, same, same fucking, same answer for everyone. I'm great, great, great. You know, and they and it pissed them off. I didn't get a big enough fucking reaction out of it. I was just like, eh, what are you? Gonna yeah, do? you can't react. No. no so, no. you know, I don't even remember where I was going. But I don't know. I, I, I had a point there. I was following. how they spike the football whenever they. Uh Get some sort of a victory. Sure. And they always do it. But oh, yeah, the point was is that you can look them right in the eye and they, and they will know this and will piss them off if you tell them, you're like, you are going to lose eventually. You are always going to lose eventually. This is a respite. This is a, a way station. This is a way station to freedom's victory. I don't give a fuck what happens. It happens every time in history. Whenever you try to step on people's necks long enough, you're going to lose. French Revolution, collapse of Soviet Russia, all that shit. Those are things that happen. They always So fuck you. And yes, we might not live to see it. But those kids that you condition to be as much of an asshole as you are because that's what your parents did to you, they will live through that. There, There you go. 
There's your fucking, there's your nice little breeze off there. The fact that you have condemned your kids to be assholes like you and have to live through that shit. Amen. I got to pee. We'll be right back. <laughs> Unpause. Question. Sure. I keep hearing, I'm not the smartest guy. I keep hearing about how they should have codified Roe versus Wade into law. Mm-hmm. Why hasn't, is just is it so it's a football, a political mm-hmm. football that they can toss back and yes. forth? Is that why? And, okay. it's, and that's that's just as much on the Democrat side as the Republican side. Because I saw a clip of Obama saying, on my first day, we're going to start the process of codifying Roe versus Wade into right. law. Then he's asked three years later, it's not an important issue right now. Is it not? Well, it's an important issue when you need to use it to yeah. to scare the left into oh they're going to take away our right to abort you know like well you know now that's they, what I thought they finally did so they that's can use that's it. one thing I will say about Trump is he <coughs> and what I will say about the the right that especially the hardcore right and not just I'm not whenever I say the right I'm not talking about pe- regular everyday Republicans exactly I'm not I'm talking about people that I know or people who whatever who who hold a certain set of beliefs because I talked to a guy the uh, who is a a, a right wing guy and we can get along famously and you're not talking about my mom right who's, right who's I'm, like, I'm talking regular about West Virginia Republican she's actually a Democrat probably anywhere else sure and I'm you know and what I'm saying is is that the, the it's the shadowy they you know it's it's more like that so just to but. Um, the the left, you know, always uses the bo- the boog- the boogeyman of the right, and Trump understood. He well, he didn't understand anything, but what he did understand is is, uh, is listen to the the career politicians like your Mitch McConnell's and people like that who say we have to pack the courts. And they they understand. See, the left doesn't do that. They just they are all the time yelling about environmental issues and social justice and all that shit. They don't understand that there's a process. It's like I always say, the left has good intentions, but they do not understand the processes of anything. So therefore, they always fail because you know what? They're a bunch of hippies. Have you ever been to a place that's run by hippies? Yeah, it's usually great, and their intentions are good, and you, and they'll deliver. But it's so disorganized, and and they and the reason they don't succeed, like a, you know, that's a good analogy. The right wing is like a is like a fast food chain, like a, like a McDonald's. Your McDonald's. It's a shitty fucking product, or at least <laughs> shitty in comparison to something good, right? But it's consistent. But it's consistent, and and it does the job every time, and it understands the rungs you have to go that you have to climb. There's up no with. passion put into it. Exactly. Just, exactly. They do things simply to retain power and make money. They're all system, no passion, and the left is all passion, no system. Exactly. Okay. Did you just make that up? Yeah. It's fucking brilliant. I'm a fucking smart dude, man. I knew that. That was a really good one. That was a really good one. That sounded like a Mark Twain. Um, hey, whoa. That's a big company. Who's that? Samuel Clemens. <laughs> oh, yeah. I knew I knew his real name. That's Samuel right. Clemens. Someone that's doing- Sammy Clem Clem. <laughs> a guy who's doing very well lately. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote a lot of nice things. <laughs> the Frederick Douglass thing. Peep. Frederick Douglass, who's being- Recognized more and more for the t- <laughs> that was so hilarious at the time. I'm sorry. Should I, I do a YouTube video of just hilarious Trump moments? Should I just pull that <laughs> well, up? Well, there was the quick? one where he was just making noises. Bing, bing, bong, bing, bong, bong, bing, bong. <laughs> yeah, 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 just making noises. Um, there's my African American. Is he beautiful? 
<laughs> Look at him. It's that guy who hires to come to his fucking thing. Yeah. The blacks for Trump. Have you, ever, have you ever seen interviews with this guy? Probably. He's got like long hair. He's a complete lunatic. Moron. Like absolute moron. He's not even a moron. He's just crazy, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just the thing with, um, you know, the left, they just, they, they, they have these great intentions and these, they put too much on their fucking plate too. They do. They, they don't put, understand that. Okay. They are not. Okay. It, it, here's another good analogy. It's how I used to be in the gym. All over. Big fucking yeah. ideas about what I'm going to do. And, and, yeah. and, and you know what? Did not succeed that much. Now that I have a path and it is a steady climb, much more success. I was more passionate the other way, but I'm more successful this way. That makes sense. I mean, a lot of people say, especially in something like physical training, that passion is the enemy because then you burn out real quick and you don't understand that things take time. That's what the Republicans get. Things take time and we have to understand that we are doing doing a system. And they do. Democrats are always like, we're going to change the world. How? How are you going to change the world? Well, first we're going to start by immediately outlawing... um, Fossil fuels. Fossil fuels completely, and we're going to start right now with uh, renewable. How? Exactly. Is there Wishes infra- and dreams, motherfucker. Is there infrastructure for that? No. We're going to build it. When? Well, well, we need it now. If you can if do it do now, that. if you can do do, yes, please do. The planet is dying slowly. We need this. But you have to understand that you have to build infrastructure first, which means that to even build infrastructure, you have to take down the fossil fuel companies, which means that you have to start at the smallest. We're going to start at the grassroots, and then we're going to build up. We're going to get all these these companies to build these different things, and then it's slowly, it's fucking the pop machine. You just got to topple it. If they would do that, we would have solar power by now. I mean, we can get solar power anytime we want, but it's a motherfucker. It's just, it's it's the batteries. It's not efficient, yeah. you know, uh, it, which is crazy. Well, the Tesla does have. Yeah, I've got an idea. It's a it's a big science fiction idea, and I think I can get everybody on board. There's a thing called a Dyson sphere. It is a thing that is a pieces of metal that's built around the orbit of the Earth around the sun. So then we take every bit of energy in from the sun, and then we don't have any energy problems. Yeah, because we just take all the energy ever created. It'll just take a thousand <laughs> years to build. Yeah. That is a, de- is a good demonstration of a dem- democratic fucking plan. Can you give us the nuts and bolts? Oh, we're going to be talking about it. No. What, give me something. What do you, you know? Elevator pitch. Yeah. Let's go. You know? Yeah. Instead, it's the Green New Deal, which was Give me your Don Draper. Give me your Don Draper. I need to know what's going down right now. It's wild. Let's do favorite thing. Well, hold on. I had. (laughs) Play the Trump. Donald Trump's most hilarious moments. You got to start doing it over here, and you really have to. I mean, you've really uh, put a big investment in our country. We appreciate it very much, Tim Apple. (laughs) The oranges of the uh, uh, investigation. The The Mueller report, I wish, covered. The oranges, how it started. Origins. And they'll do the same thing because somebody picked an orange out of a refrigerator and you don't like it. So let's do that one, right? Yeah. That's great. You know, nothing like having a nice private dinner. Everybody having a good time? You are? I hope so. One of the great photographers of the world. One of the- Jesus. Make us look very good. And don't raise your voice, please. This isn't like dealing with Trump. 
Okay. I thought it would be funnier, but it wasn't. It's just, it looks like it was something, you know. Okay. Um. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, first and foremost, um, I today finished the second to last book of the Deathgate cycle. It's a really good book. It's called Into the Labyrinth. And I even uh, got an image of a screenplay I could write for the beginning of a series, like how, what I would like to see at the beginning of the series if you're going to make that series. Haplo, the main character, you know, they they only described this in flashback. They didn't put it. There's the last gate of the labyrinth. It's over open ground. Like, don't imagine the labyrinth as a place. It's like a, a maze. It is, but it's a world into itself. It's got rivers and mountains and all that shit. And it's open sky, all that stuff. But it's just an awful place because it's full of things that want to kill you. But not only kill you, scare you. And fucking beat you down as a person and fucking just beat you down as a group. That's what happened. So the last gate is over this fucking plane right there. And I just imagine him like looking left, looking right. He's like, fuck. And he just takes off running. And he's, he, he just has to get there. And all of a sudden these things pop up and they start fucking chasing him. And he has to turn and fight. He's running up that road. It, dude, You're it would fit. It would fit. He, he turns to fight and face him and he does well. But. They get him. They, they essentially kill him. Well, he's laying down and he's going to die. And then all of a sudden, this fucking dog comes from out of nowhere and jumps on one of the fucking uh, monsters, takes it down, gives him enough time to fucking kill it. But he's mortally wounded and he just doesn't want to fight anymore. He's like, he's almost there, but he's going to lay down and die. The dog is hurt really bad and is trying to crawl off and get him help. And he knows it. And he's just like, fuck. So he has to take the dog and heal them both, and then they both kind of fall asleep for a little bit because he can't heal himself. And then he's like limping towards the fucking end, and there's things still chasing him. And then the the one who made it out first, this you know the first patron, Lord Czar, comes out and is trying to help him over the finish line. He pushes him away. He said, "I've earned it." You know, it, you know, it just fucking crawls, bleeding, fucking leaving a behind on the crown. That I could, that's a twenty minute segment you could, or you know, ten a ten minute segment you could open the show with. You know, all the magic with all the tattoos, throwing shit out and all the, and, you know, just the fucking drama. No words. No. I mean, I mean, he's by himself. Why would he speak? You know, and then at the end, have him speak. And, you know, people say that's going to intrigue people. What is going on here? You know, this looks like really cool. What is that place? Who is this guy? You know, looks so kind of open with the end. Well, you open with the main characters. Uh It's not the end of the book. It's how he came to be in the service of this. Okay. Of this. This Lord Patron, right? Um, but anyway, in this book, um, the dragon snakes are like the big villain, have convinced the Lord Czar that Hapo's turned against him. All they're trying to do is foment chaos because that's what they re- literally eat. They feed on it. So they're just trying to get all these people fighting each other so they can just, for, and then they're going to seal the labyrinth in, and they're going to seal themselves in the labyrinth with the patrons and they're not going to kill them all. They're just going to, they're just going to break them and they're just going to keep breaking them and eating. I mean, for, forever and ever and ever, you know, it's just the most awful thing. It's the fucking coolest because 
they describe this big battle where the patrons have made a city. They don't and and Haplo and this other patron woman who he had a kid with, you know, and then he sees her years later, and you know, it's it's hard to it's it's a bunch of shit to explain. They're like, we don't make cities here, you know. Even if you're, we're runners. You have runners and squatters. Runners are people who just kind of make it, and they don't. They give their kids to squatter families, people who move in large groups, because there's strength in numbers and more safety. But you're moving slower, so you might never. You're probably never going to make it out of the labyrinth. You know, it's a, it's a period of generations. These people have been trying to get out of this thing. Hmm. So runners, you know, are tr- just trying to get there, trying to get as far as they can, and then they, you know. They, you know, they fail nine, 99.999% of the time. So they, they get thrown back in the labyrinth, like at the, at the first gate, like they're like, they're looking at it and the woman's name's Merritt and she's tough. I mean, all Pat Hatcher women are tough the warriors like the men, you know, and she almost couldn't make herself do it. She, she couldn't face it. She's like, she's like, it took our people a thousand years to make it through this thing. And we're starting at the beginning. There is no hope. We can't get out of here. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really rough, man. But then they, they find this city of patrons who have made a life. They have farms, all kinds of shit, you know, in, in the labyrinth. And then there's this big fucking battle and they're trying to attack the city and everybody's using, I mean, it's fucking awesome. I love those books. I can't wait for the last book. Cause excellent series. Um, the coolest thing about it is Alfred is the Sartan guy who um, he, he, he was powerful and he's, he's like super powerful and he doesn't use his magic, not because he's afraid of people taking advantage of him. He was afraid he would like it too much and set himself up as a king over the mensch, they call him. I'm, I'm firmly convinced that the patrons and the Sartan were both Jewish before because they have a lot of Jewish references in their background. They play Mahjong. They do, you know, things like, you know, Things that are, you know, associated with the Jewish community. And they have a lot of words that were, you know, I'm, I'm convinced that if you were to create the show that a lot of their the patrons tattoos would look like Hebrew. That was like tattooed on their skin. Um, but he would always faint because that was his his defense mechanism. Well, finally, they, you know, there's like a thing where Haplo just like slaps him. He's just like, he's like, you can't do that here. He's like, we all die if you don't help us, you know. And, he's, and finally, he just uses magic and he turns himself into a dragon. And he's like fighting all this shit. It's fucking great, man. Like a true fucking like music swell moment where hmm. Alfred finally steps up and is like really powerful. So um, it's, I'm, I absolutely, I'm, I'm, I think it might be, it's up there with the best series I've ever read. It might not be the most well-written um, in terms of like your George R. R. Martins and people like that, people who are high fantasy, who is, it's literature. But I do consider this literature. I love it. And I think it's, and I think parts of it are more well-written than anything they wrote because they're able to w- write emotion better than anybody. The interplay between people, the the, you know, to what boils down to basically as a tale about a man and his dog, you know, going these different, it's just, you know, um, so there's that. I can't wait to finish that. Um, how many books are in the series? Seven, seven. Um, the, the last one is aptly called the seventh gate. Um, the, I love the comedy too. They're, they're so funny because, you know, remember Fizban from Dragonlance? Well, he's in it, but he calls himself Ziffnab. Cause, and he's always, he's got this dragon that watches over him 
And but then the dragon can't be the dragon all the time, so he'll transform himself into a. They describe him as a very severe looking, uh, white haired man in a black suit, and he's like very. He's a nursemaid to this guy. He's like he's like you can't do that. You're gonna fall into that. You know, it's just like you know constantly, and the guy's befuddled, no noise doing. So Zara was planning on poisoning this group of Minch. Uh, Two two elves, two dwarf, two two elves, two humans, and a dwarf that were stuck in one of the cities on Pyre in the Fire World, and he was going to poison them and then bring them back to life so he could use them, you know, as like to start this thing, um, because he went to the world of Abarak where the, by the way, the names are fucking great. I mean, they're they're the best at names. Um, it was the the um the earth world where the Sartan had started using dead people as a source of labor and things like that. Cause all the other races had died. So they had necromancy and it's just like a total perversion of who they are. Well, czar had figured out how to do that. And he was going to start, have a giant army of the dead to go in the labyrinth and conquer everything. That's his whole plan. The patrons are going to conquer everything. I'm going to be at the head and we're going to take revenge on the Sartan, and we're going to throw them in the labyrinth. And then we're going to see what's what that's his, that's his whole goal. So he sent Haplo out to both reconnoiter and, I mean, to for reconnaissance and to foment chaos even more, to like pit people up against each other and all that shit. So um, the coolest thing is that he was going to poison him and he, had, he got up this big fucking um, like dinner party together and he poisoned the wine. Well, he comes in, they're all getting ready to sit down, even they don't want to come. He's like basically forced him in there and Ziphnav has drank all of it and he's laying there dead. You know, turns out he's not dead. Um, he's just hammered. But then uh, the they said the severe gentleman comes walking through. He has been in a fight with one of the dragon snakes, and he comes walking back in the room. He's like, he's like, they hear him. I was like, who killed my wizard? And they're like, everybody's like, holy fuck! And they start, you know, and then he starts growing into a dragon and thrash around, knocking buildings over and shit. Then the titans, those uh, things with no faces, they open the gate and they're come walking through. And Zar's getting ready to kill. He 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 fights the dragon. The and the dragon is wearing his ass out. Zar is really fucking powerful. This dragon is super powerful too. And Zar is like he gives as good as he gets. But he's still just weakened. He's like, he's like, I can't carry on this fight. I need backup. So he's getting ready to walk out. And he's going to take one of the mench with him, the elf woman, and grabs her. But she's already, she's opened the gate and let the titans in. And one of the titans grabs him and like says, you know, telepathy. He's like, you, he's like, they're under my care. You can't hurt them. And like blast him with magic of its own. It's fucking great, man. So it's a real like heartwarming warming moment where you, all the chips are down. You think they're not going to make it. And they fucking end up making it. Everybody ends up happy, you know? Mm. So one of my favorite things on, in another book is the dwarves, you know, on Arianus, they, there's a real emotional moment between Jara. Who's the, the dwarf lady who helps this one dwarf named Limbeck who writes all these speeches for the union and stuff like that, where her and Haplo have a real emotional moment. Haplo really, really likes her. You know, he admires her, how tough she is and stuff like that. She starts crying and hugs him and runs off. And that's the, you know, it's, it's really good stuff. Um, in the hands of a good writer and a good director, it could be as good as anything. Plus it's endless fucking source material. You'll have at least seven seasons worth of shit and it's done. So, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> God love you, George R. R. Martin, but fuck. Um, so there's that. I finished that. Ozark has started season uh, two. Um, Darlene, it's the aftermath of Darlene shooting Dell. 
and um, really blown his head off. I mean, it, it, his head was split. It was crazy looking, you know, because you only see it like kind of out of focus sitting there, but it's, you know, it's in focus enough that you can tell what, like, holy fuck, he really blew his yeah. fucking head off. Um, and then a cartel lady, the lawyer who seems to have a slight British accent for some reason, shows up to ask where Dell is and to carry on the deal with Marty. I got to tell you, I admire Marty's fucking poker face, buddy. He's just, he never breaks. Like Dell was having them pull his fucking toenails off and he still didn't break. But my favorite part of the fucking thing, and I didn't, and I, and I'm my favorite character, I think is, um, buddy, the fucking old guy who lives in the basement. When that fucking obnoxious ass fucking hitman who was, who was, you, you know, he was on season one and he was, I t- you hated him. I mean, I think you, they set him up to hate him, you know, because yeah. he, he didn't have Dell's suaveness or his, you know, his ability to deal with things in almost a dispassionate manner, even be friendly. He was just a prick. He threatened the kids all the time. He was just, he enjoyed being an asshole. He's just a bully is all he was. And he came up and he grabbed um, the little boy after the little boy had a gun pointed at him and Buddy had, you know, taken the bullets out of the gun because he didn't want the kid to hurt himself. So <laughs> he, he grabs, he's going to do something. They're trying to get him off and, and he yells at Wendy and then you hear, it's just like, it's like, um, what did he say? He's like, uh, I think you should shut your tamale hole. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, who, what kind of a fucking piece of shit talks to a, talks to a kid that way and he's like you don't know what he's doing he's like really and he's like when do you get the kids and get out of here and he's got this gun still on him still and then they walk out the back and the back window of the place comes blown out because he shot the motherfucker and killed him <laughs> but he's awesome like and i can yeah. tell he's gonna have more moments like that i mean i think he does um you're not gonna tell me are you no uh, <laughs> but i'm pretty sure because he's set up as that kind of character he's just he's a fucking old school hard ass you know um fought in the vietnam war he's a fucking detroit area hitman you know I, I just love him um ironically though i love the fact that marty and wendy rekindled their marriage and are back in love and all that stuff but under such horrendous circumstances yeah i mean it's just like they're not healthy people no well i think they were but the trauma and all the stuff they've gone through have made them this i think it's a true examination of how people i don't think I don't think they're evil people. I just think they're people put in circumstances that they themselves created, and then they have to try to deal with it and still remain happy and sane. And that's, in a sense, its own insanity because they need to buckle under that because that's what a good person would do. But they love their kids, and they're just trying to get, they said, six months and we're out of here. They just want to get out, you know. Spoiler alert. They don't. No. <laughs> and I don't want to know anything about it. I know it's going to be a heartbreaker. But Have they um, built the casino yet? They're in the process okay. of it. Well, you just told me something because I didn't Well, I mean, the casino is like, they're in the it process of it. To. It was going, going to. It was going to happen. Sure. Um, I like, um, I do not like, the hillbilly guy, he's okay and everything. Um, I like his ruthlessness. I like his southern gentlemanly ways his wife i do not like her no darlene she's such a fucking monstrous person um she's like the the muscle kind of i mean she's just kind of i don't think she's sane i think she's a lunatic so um 
you know, I mean, I, I, I love the show. I think it's great. Um, Stranger Things coming up. Uh, everybody, you know, like I said, it's a blue collar place to work at and everything, but we have at least three of us that are massive Stranger Things friends. We were talking about it going out about, you know, theories of what's going to happen and who, you know, who we think is going to get it. I advanced my Nancy theory and they were like, hmm, you know, they thought that sounded, you know, it's, it's as plausible as anything. Um, I, I just, I, I can't wait, man. And I still want, I'm going to ask Aaron and Elena if they want to come down too on Friday and we can all, you know, I'll have a, a, because the living room's set up really nice now. We can all sit in there and watch it. Um, we got rid of the big couch, though. We got a nice little couch to sit. But we also have a recliner and a rattan chair and then another, you know. I mean, it's, it really looks good. That's third favorite thing is uh, the house. Like, the house is it's really starting to be nice. Like, uh, we fixed up the outside. Um, you know, just doing did the paint of the porch. Um, painted the rails on the porch, painted the door black, um, which needed to be done. Doors should not be white. They're, they will get dirty and messed up. So, um, you know, uh, who do you think is going to get it in Stranger Things? Man, I, I wish I could say that I knew it was going to happen because I usually can see where they're going, but that's how good they are. I don't know. I honestly do not know. Steve seems the most likely candidate, but I don't know if I'm saying that because I think it or because everybody else thinks it. You know, it's they on that thing I was watching when you walked in, they the lady asked, um, do we need to worry about Steve? He's already been bitten by the bats and what kind of damage can that do? And they go, You don't need to worry about the bats. That's all they said. Shit. <laughs> That's kind of a tell. The demo bats. Um I do think it's gonna end in controversy because bad things are going to happen and people are going to be upset. But controversy is what makes something great. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, if it's happily ever after who gives a fuck, I don't care. You know, this can't, I know it's going to, they're going to lose and maybe not completely lose. It's, it's going to be a costly victory is what it's going to be. It's going to be what's known as a Pyrrhic victory where, where the, Conditions of victory were almost as bad as losing, and in some ways are worse. You know, so and um, she, the lady, also asked about what's the hierarchy of monsters in the Upside Down. Is there like is Vecna more powerful than the Mind Flayer? Is it the other way around? Because we'll get into that in the last two episodes. You'll you'll see a little bit more. I really think there's a power struggle between Vecna and the Mind Flayer. Yeah, I think the Mind Flayer is going to be used to help weaken Vecna, and um. I think that we're going to have a more of a history of the upside down about what went on and what kind of place it was. Um, I don't know, man. I'm I'm so anxious to see it. I'm so excited for it. Um, I love it. Um, I just it's it has made up for Marvel letting me down of late. Yeah, I needed something. I legitimately get de- legitimately get depressed when the when things you like and are yes, looking forward when they to start you. to suck. Yeah. I've been depressed about Star Wars for 20 years now. <laughs> I mean, and they keep on kicking me. They keep on Lucy and me. You know what I mean by Lucy and me? Yeah. Putting the football down and pulling that motherfucker out. The only thing they didn't, and that's my last favorite thing, is the fight. And I can't believe, I mean, I know, I can't believe you don't think it's more awesome than it is. It's 
It was pretty awesome. Fucking great. I only watched it once. The uh, I've watched. I finished. There's one Kenobi. line on it. The show. I think the, the show rest, was not good. The rest of the show sucking just took any kind of shine off of it for me. That's true, but that's the thing. I think the one of the reasons I like it so much is because I didn't watch the rest of it, and I just judge it on the strength of that one thing. They have a couple scenes that are really great and things that fit. Um, I'm going to see if we can find a quick version of Anakin talking. How'd they not de-age him? And, uh, they did. They, uh, okay, he here we go. looked like he was 43. Can you... I don't have the dongle. What is? Uh, what should I be looking Just at? put uh, Anakin... Let's see. Type in Anakin, and it says, Anakin is gone. I am what remains. That's what the one... It's 51 seconds long, and it is fucking great. Um, I'll tell you one thing they did that nothing that only one other property could do gave Vader his fucking balls back. I mean, he was the greatest movie. Here we go. Anakin. Anakin's gone. I'm what remains. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Anakin. For all of it. That's a genuinely great moment of acting. I am not your failure, Obi-Wan. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. Yeah, that was good. I mean, the whole fight was... That's one of the only things I liked about the show, and I will literally only watch that, is the clips where Vader is beating somebody's ass. I mean, he's so fucking powerful. And I think that they went a long way to show while in episode one, or episode four... Yeah. A New Hope, the first Star Wars movie, that he was slower and less powerful. Obi-Wan had damaged him so bad, cut up his back and cut his face and all kinds of stuff that he just didn't have the power and strength anymore. That fight took it out of him. That's the reason that Luke was able to defeat him. Now, I'm not saying Luke wasn't powerful. Luke is plenty powerful. You saw that in the fucking Mandalorian where he, that's one of the greatest things of all time where he comes through and marches through and just destroying those death troopers, picks that one up and just crushes it and all that shit. That is a true Vader moment coming out of Luke Skywalker, but in a good way, you know, Anakin at his height, or even Anakin as Darth Vader at his height, when he was so powerful, Luke had no chance. No chance. And I think they really did a good job showing why that happened, because Obi-Wan fucked him up real bad. Cut his back. Cut his back open. You know, and like he was, and he had hit his chest and fucked his chest up and all kinds of stuff. Had, had done some lasting damage. That's why the fight that they had in that Alec Guinness and, you know, David Prowse would have been, or it might have been the sword master they put in the suit at that time, um, is so anticlimactic. It's an old man whose powers are gone. Obi-Wan lived such a hard life, it aged him so bad, and he had, by the time he Alec Guinness is playing him, his powers have largely left. Like, he's become an old man. He's He knows he's going to be merging with the Force soon. So he's, because in the end, did you see when uh, Qui-Gon showed up? Yeah. 
That was a nice moment. I like the fact that uh, which one is Qui Gon? Liam Neeson. Okay, yeah, yeah. I like the I like that. I like that Liam Neeson came back and was willing to do it. I think he finally saw something that he he's like, oh, I like that. I will do that because I think that's good. You know, and um, Vader, you know, fighting all these people like that girl tries to fight him. And it's just, he's contemptuous. There's nothing she can do. She tries to cut him, and he just holds her lightsaber with the force, throws her, you know what I mean? He didn't have a lightsaber at first. Then he takes her lightsaber, which is a double-bladed one, like essentially breaks it in half and throws her one, and then just proceeds to whoop her ass. She didn't have a fucking chance. That's what we want to see Vader do. Like the thing on Rogue One. Yeah, if we're going to do all this shit with yeah. be- the guy before he does the thing, right. showing him getting to the thing, make it awesome. Right. There's there's no reason for five episodes of him play- of Obi-Wan playing tiddlywinks with fucking Princess Leia. Right. It's not. Nobody gives a shit about Princess Leia. They literally... Sorry. I, I put it to everyone who loves Star Wars as a massive Star Wars fan. That moment, they could have done just that. Nothing else. One episode. 15 minutes long. Fuck it. Would have been great. They should have. They, they actually, I would have tried to sell, sell that. I think that they can do that with epic things now if they want people to just come back and see see one loose end tied up. Like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pay these actors an insane sum of money to do this one small thing. It's going to be great. And we're going to throw that on the screen. And that's what we're going to show. It's a 15-minute clip showing this thing that happened. That would blow people's minds. going to be like, they came back for that? A little bit of things? Like, yeah, because it's that fucking good. You can tell a story in 10 minutes. Like the, I, I, I do believe that the image I set up for Haplo running to get out of the labyrinth at the beginning would be as good as would be good. I mean, it's suspenseful, it's tough, you know, it's, you know, all the things, that, you know, just scary, all those things. You can make something great. And I do believe that they only built a show to do that one thing. Maybe. Don't do that. Just do the thing. Right. Um, it was like, it was bad. Like, you got, Kumail there is a fake Jedi scamming people, but he comes back and has a redemption. Everybody also everybody doesn't have to have a redemption. No, they don't. Some people can. Just I knew be he was in it, but shit. I didn't even get to him. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's episode two, <clears throat> and it's not. I don't blame the people that are in this for doing it. You get to be in Star Wars. It's dope. Sure, but but it's lost. It's, it's so lost bad. its luster. It looks so cheap. It looks cheaper than the seventy seven version. Well, I think they're trying to ho- to to hove to that too much. I mean, I think they're trying to pay homage to the seventy-seven, but like it, it, it all it's looks almost, green screen. It's, a, it's, it's almost, all green. Well, screen. that's a that's another thing. That's too. a big problem. Well, I'm sick of that shit. Go to the goddamn desert. Exactly. Also, why does going to make the thing? Make the fucking thing. You have all the money in the fucking world. COVID is over. Fucking make it. It's not over, but you know what I mean. It's over enough that you can make things now. You're in Florida. I mean, I think Thor: Love and Thunder. Ironically, that's going to work best for that. Probably know, because it's other worlds that they're right, on. and it has to be that way, and it's that big. I mean, I know Tatooine is another world, but it's a desert. We have plenty of those we can go film in. Well, and I'm just saying that Star Wars. I mean, Disney in general needs to start. You know, they need somebody like me or you, somebody who's who might be a even a person in power who knows things like the Duffer brothers. The Duffer brothers are two people like us, you know, or, or people who like things and can see and where they, things are going. And we don't just like the things because for two minutes, the two guys we liked when we were little kids so we can clap are on the exactly. Screen, you know what I mean, I like we need for, the things to like, I always, you know, I still after having written that screenplay, it's, it's lit kind of a screenplay bugging me. I want to write that screenplay I was talking about, about episode one, about it, changing it and, and making it what would be a good movie. You know, the Anakin, 
gets captured fucking chase movie where you know you have Darth Maul running it's a running battle from beginning to end and you know that's a good that's a good idea and also setting up more dr- more dr- drama with moral and amb- not moral ambiguity but things that are at, on their surface seem a little bit m- troubling like i wrote a whole scene and i actually wrote a lot of it actually on paper of yoda going to talk to this other jedi master who's this giant He's a giant, and he's Andre lived- the Giant. <laughs> he, has, the he, he, has, he has peanuts everywhere. It's yeah. crazy. Um, <laughs> actually, I'd like to have the voice of Wallace Shawn. What? Um, but all babies look like Wallace Shawn. <laughs> they really do. God. But anyway, For at least a minute. The, I don't. Uh, Annie didn't. She looked like Squiggy from. Uh, from uh, Laverne and Shirley. Hey, Laverne. We used to call her, we used to call, I still call her Squig sometimes. But um, there was this whole scene I wrote where he feels what's coming, like this thing with the Force, and, he's, and, he, and he doesn't understand it because even somebody as ancient as him, you know, he always thinks, well, good should triumph because that's the way. But then he goes and talks to this ancient Jedi who lives in an Arboretum. It's he's a giant. Like he looked like a like a little giant walking up to sort him. Sort of like Dinklage in uh in game or whichever one that was. Well, it would be more I, I had a, a pattern of what he'd look like. He would look like um with a big underslung jaw and big giant shoulders, and he looks like he's made of stone and he's like comes walking up to him, the ground shaking, and then the coolest image I had was this giant thing saying there looks like a column, but then you see a button and all that stuff. That's his fucking lightsaber. Yeah. I mean it's that's like a cigarette big old Exactly. Yeah, I mean it's like you know, he could pull that up and kill, but he's more ancient than even Yoda, and then Yoda has his talk with him. He's like, I see this thing coming. And this thing coming I see. <laughs> that see, that's the worst part about dialogue. It would be so hard to write that. I don't I'm not very good at that part of it. Dialogue I'm good at, but I can't yeah, I just wrote some Yoda dialogue I'm good at. Mm-hmm. Um but no, they they have this whole discussion, and that ancient thing tells him is like I've seen this thing happen a few times now, and it and it's time for this to happen again. He's like, basically, it's a, it would be an ambiguous phrase because you want to keep the drama. He's just like things have become out of balance, but everybody would think, well, that means that it, it's out of balance. That means the evil's winning. No, good has won too much, and and Vader did exactly what he was supposed to. That's the whole thing. I mean, if if they were brave at all, they would really, you know, he, Vader is the most tragic figure because all those terrible things that happened to him were the will of the Force. That's the truth. The light had won too much. The the you know, you can have dystopian that's society. What's happening here, huh? You think that's what's happening here? Good has won too much. Um. Well, I mean, that's a matter of where you're sitting on the fence. I, I suppose. Guess so yeah. But um. But no, the 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 whole thing with Vader is that, like I said, he he was a victim of his own fate and he did what exactly what he's supposed to do, but it destroyed all these lives and all that stuff. But that's the way things work, you know, and that's why I would like to rewrite. The one thing I would like to rewrite more than anything else is that fight between the emperor and Yoda. Leave it pretty much intact. Cause that was almost perfectly written when it first came out in return revenge of the Sith. It was good when he's jumping from the fucking things and his lightsaber. At the battle. beginning though, he, he gets to scream something like it's Yoda time. <laughs> Yoda time, baby! Um, <laughs> glass breaks when before he comes walking in. The, <laughs> comes walking in, but that was a good scene. But at the end, Yoda would win and have a, his lightsaber point at him. He's like, "I could, could just destroy you. I could do that right now." And he's and he's like, "But that's not what's supposed to happen." You and I both know it because both he and the Emperor are agents of the Force. 
that is a necessary interplay between good and evil. So they both kind of know how things are going to go. So the emperor knows that he is going to win this round because that's what's supposed to happen. You know, the emperor is almost in his way as powerful as Yoda is. Not quite, because Yoda's thousand years old Do and stuff it. like that. Do it. Oh, that was so terrible, wasn't it? Do it. <laughs> I like Ian McDermott, but he really shit the bed on that one. But I thought it was a good idea to have to trust your audience that's us now that grew up with it for, for themes that are a little bit more mature this time. Age your audience with the movie. That wasn't meant to be made for kids. It should have been made for us. Like, this is what we waited for our whole life. Give us all the familiar Star Wars beats, but give us something that is more attuned to our sensibilities now. One of my favorite Star Wars beats is how the moment anybody meets, they're automatically best friends. In every movie they Yeah, do. I mean, and sometimes that can work. I mean, when you have somebody as good as Oscar Isaac, who's just so, man, they what a waste of a character. Yeah. I mean, Poe Dameron was a great character, and they they really just butchered that fucking they butchered that series, man. I mean, The Force Awakens was fun, but the only reason we had fun was because it, it was, was it was it JJ. Was, it was just a remake of it was the New Hope. It was of. nostalgia made out of it was popcorn made out of nostalgia. Is all it was. It was empty. It was absolutely empty. That's the criticism of Stranger Things sometimes, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, that's nuts. That is nostalgia. That is that does something exactly the way it's supposed to. But I'm done now. It's been a long winded one. So, um. My favorite things. I was watching a series on HBO called Winning Time. The rise of the Showtime Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, shit. Is it a movie or a documentary? It is a series, 10 episodes. I don't know if they're going to do more because there's a whole 80s they could go through with Mm -hmm. all those guys. Um, Adam McKay is behind it. Oh, shit. Directed or wrote it or anything. He's the best. John C. Riley's Jerry Buss. He's tremendous. Um, Who's Kurt Rambis? Now, Kurt Rambis wasn't on there yet. Was he not? Yeah, Jerry West, the guy that plays Jerry West. Does he get the West Virginia accent right? He gets the accent right. Really? really? Yeah. Shit. And, I'd um, have to see that. Uh, he's just a hothead all the time. Like he Jerry West is? He hates coaching because he was the coach in 79. Jerry West was? Yeah, he was the I coach know of that. the Lakers in 79. He didn't want to draft Magic. Why not? Because he's too showboating. That does go along with the West Virginia sensibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can't say that's I you know I can't say that's incorrect. I do believe that 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 kind of thing has its place. I'm trying to find like uh, some Jerry West winning time highlights, but in, he helps with the coaching search. He steps down as coach. He doesn't mm-hmm. like it, and he um gets an, another coach in, and but he won't keep his fucking nose out of anything. Right, and he can't watch the games because he has he can't control. Any of it. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. I'm trying to find some. They don't make him out to be a hillbilly, do they? Not really. The, the guy that plays He's magic looks a lot like him. Because everybody wants some magic. We don't fucking want him. Pardon his French. Oh, pardon my ass, Bill. That's Jerry. I already got a point card. I got Norm Nixon. If you hate Nixon, right, so draft me someone I don't hate for change. He's a generational talent, Jerry. I mean, hell, he's the most exciting guard to play the game. Hell, it's you. Says fucking who? Who? Me, everybody. Fucking have them, coach, okay? <laughs> hey, Jerry. I fucking quit. No, I'm fucking done. I can't even play a game of fucking golf without you bringing up. He does this all the time. Jerry West, head coach of the Lakers. Basketball legend. 
has I'm never been. Yeah. <laughs> true gentleman of the sport. To everyone who does not know him, in his playing years, he led the team to the finals against the Celtics six years in a row. Six losses. Oh yeah, Red Auerbach. Michael Chiklis plays Red Auerbach. The guy looks like him too. Yeah, he does. He did a good job. But that shows it's very funny, and if it's uh. If it's true, Magic was getting pussy from day one. Well, sure. He was cheating and just having a good time. Well, I mean, come on. Kareem didn't like Magic at the beginning. None of the players liked him. Kareem was a bit of an asshole. He was also old by the time Magic yeah. got there. They won a damn championship in his first season. Kareem was a great player, man. In uh, Magic's first season, they, uh, the way it went in this show – is Kareem was injured for game seven of the finals against Philly with Dr. J. Mm. And Magic just says, I'll play center. <laughs> I think that really happened, but Magic went and played center for that game. <laughs> and, you know, of course, he's also playing guard, too, because right. he, he would bring the ball up on breaks and everything. But it was, very, it was a very good show. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Um, other favorite things, um, Stranger Things, of course. I can't wait. It's... It's my favorite show of all time. Yeah. It's up there for me. I think it is. Um, Just wondering who's going to die. Is it Steve? Is it Nancy? Is it Eddie? Can't wait to see the guitar scene. I don't know what it's going to be. I I, I mean, that's the... Some people think Master of Puppets. Like some musician analyzed where his hands were at on the fretboard. But do we know that he's actually playing? That would actually... And that would actually fit. Think about it. Vecna, the Master of Puppets. Master of Puppets on pulling your strings, you know. Yeah. It's, when did Master of Puppets come out? 83? 85, I think. Okay, it wouldn't make sense because this is an 86. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any other favorite things. Sitting around doing nothing. Haven't gotten to play disc golf. Hopefully I get to play this weekend, but it looks like it's going to rain or not even just rain, storm the entire time. Yes. That sucks. Um. Well... It could be that because Master of Puppets was released on March 3rd, 1986. It was hard to learn songs. You better be good at playing by ear because we're not too far past March right now. It's in March, actually. The show's in March. Well, then, the, then the album wouldn't have been able to got, get to him by that point. And, I, and Eddie didn't strike me as a Metallica fan anyway. More of a Megadeth? More of a, well... Dio, tip, tip, yes, you said Dio, yes. Ra- uh, Rainbow in the Dark would actually be a great song for him to play. Um, he could be playing Crazy Train. Would Crazy be, Train would be awesome because it has to be a song that 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 elicits a, a somewhat good emotional response, or at least something that makes you. I was thinking War Pigs because I think it would be awesome for him to start playing and singing it, and then L walks in. That would be awesome. the upside down. That, that would be awesome to face off with Vecna. I'm, I'm just saying, and that she's it, got the mind flare on a leash. God, that's a really good idea. <laughs> that's a really good idea. Like <laughs> that just came a, at least mind. a proverbial leash, you know, where she's got it like she's holding prison with the power. You yeah, know what I mean? And then she just like, throws throws the fucking mind flare at Vecna, you know, to try to distract him. Yeah, I'm a genius. That's a good idea, man. That's a where she's holding him. Back we all have our strengths. Brain. You're the musician and all that stuff. I'm the story guy. I can write something like that. So you know? I could just we could write a 
a movie or something together, just me saying random stupid shit and you figuring out a way to make it good. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I mean, you do, you have good ideas, but I think I'm more where I. Yeah, but I'll say every idea. I'll every idea that comes to my head. I'll just say it. I don't care. <laughs> right. And you can just pick the good ones. Like, let me sift through this. Yeah, I have a Rolodex. You got to record me at all times, okay? Because I'm not writing a note. <laughs> um, what if it's dusty? It does. They've given us no inclination that it's going to be dusty. No, but they, but dusty? that's but see that's that's the best part about this whole thing is that they're so good at at playing it close to the vest. I mean, they're just we don't know what's going to happen. None of us really know, and none of us and none of us have more of a, a good idea than another about how it's going to even for people that I can usually spot things. Like that's what's going to happen, you know. The thing the the story ideas I have about the different characters dying all work. If you kill Steve, then Jonathan and Nancy have to or yeah, Jonathan and Nancy live with the ghost of Steve between them for the rest of their lives. You know, so they think that when you pick up later, it's affected their life so much that there's this wall between them and they can't be happy. I mean, they love each other, but there's this thing where Nancy thinks what if and Jonathan thinks what if. You know, you could kill Jonathan and then similar situation because then Nancy also has to feel guilty about she never cheated on Jonathan, but she probably overstepped a moral line. Had some, line had some feelings. Yeah. And she probably feel, would get, feel guilty about that. You kill Nancy. Then, then Steve and Jonathan have to form a friendship on the basis of the ghost of Nancy. You know, it's all an attempt because they're going to bring back one of these characters. I'm telling you right now, they're at least going to trap one character in the upside down. That's going, I think so that they're going to have to go get, you know, and it's going to be a trip to Mordor thing when they do the next season. So, Oh shit. I haven't even thought about that. And there's supposed to be a time jump. I just don't know how big that time jump is going to be. I think it'll be 1990. So it'll catch four up years. With ages. Yeah, four years would be a good, good round number. And also with 1990, where it being 1990, there are so many events that you can capitalize on. You can do um, um, the aftermath of the fall of the Soviet Union. You can do you know all those Soviet things. Union didn't fall to 91. Well, you so can let's do it in 91. Okay, yeah. that's a good idea, you know, because then, well, then, okay, then you can write that too. Then all the experiments that they were doing with the Upside Down are now up for grabs, and you have, you know, all the... And they're selling them off, because yes. that's kind of what they did. And then you have to have a sleuth, somebody going around finding out what happened to some of these things to, to get them back into the Upside Down. Of course it would be Murray. Of course. I mean, he's he's the best. Then you would also have to have... You know, my uh, fingers are like spears. <laughs> that was, I love it. It, it shouldn't have worked. It, it shouldn't have. It should not my have worked. My fingers are like arrows. It's like <laughs> my feet like spears. God, it was so, and it was so corny, and I didn't want to like it at some point, but I loved it. I was like, this is so goddamn corny, but I love this shit. They are so, they are so, so good at making things I would normally hate. Things I love. You know, that's one of the have things. Have you ever actually the- fought anybody? We've sparred and practiced. <laughs> Who's the oldest person you've sparred? What was the guy's name? Todd? Yeah, he's Todd. 12. He's 15 and he's really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he threw out 15 like it was a good age. Um, Hopper, you have to do with something with Hopper. Um, I don't know what I would do with Hopper in. Well, if it was L that got trapped then Hopper would have to go through the trauma of losing a daughter twice. So that might break him. So then would have to be Joyce trying to get Hopper out of the bottle. 
because you put Hopper on a goes on a slide back into alcoholism and all that stuff to rid himself of it. That destroys their relationship. What you're doing with a movie like that, something is you're doing the Blues Brothers. We're getting the band back together. So you have to pull all these characters in. They each have to have an arc that's taken them out that you have to draw back in. That's the classic way to do that. So Hopper is alcoholism. Uh, Nancy and Jonathan's marriage is falling apart and they can't, don't know what to do. Uh, Something with will and homosexuality and not, you know what I mean? You can do it that way. I don't, I would personally hope they wouldn't do it that way because that can be real touchy, you know? Well, there's a scene in uh, the trailer where Jonathan and Will are crying and hugging and people think either they just found out Joyce died, which I hope doesn't happen because. Oh, sure. That'd be awful. Yeah. And, or it could be Jonathan came out to, I mean, uh, Will Will came out to him. Just let him know and then they hug and everything's good because in the 80s, that's a coin flip. It was for an older brother, sure, to care or not like that you're a you're a gay boy, Lucas. You could deal with some uh, racial stuff. racial stuff that that takes him out of the orbit. Max, I personally think Max is probably going to buy it. Um, you think Max is getting it? Yeah, I think she's. I think she's pretty much guaranteed on the chopping block. There is um, a, a behind the scenes photo of Will in a harness. Which they put them in harnesses. They actually lifted them up. No CGI. Well, they. Filled in the CGI sure. behind them and stuff, but I actually that. lifted them up in harnesses. That's awesome because you can tell. So I'm wondering if Will got harnessed or they just put everybody in a harness just in case they decided to change something. Well, the thing with Will is that could be like a Trojan horse for Vecna and all that stuff because we don't know the after effects of the things that happened to him after he had that he coughed up that slug. Yeah, there, it, the darkness could still be inside him. Sure. Also, he could be. It could just be the mind flayer inside of him. Could still, be. and he still has like a sensitivity to the mind flare. Right. I, don't know. I mean, there's so many ways to go. It's fucking great. Right. Anyway, I'm done talking. Me too. I quit. This is over. We're never doing this again. Now we'll probably do it again. Yeah, maybe. Um. Thanks for listening. You got any plugs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I would like to do. I would like to do this though, as we're going out. I know how much this was one of the things I wanted to do on the show and I almost forgot. I know how much you hate Sincere Engineer. I just hated that one song that I heard. Well, I mean, I thought you disliked most of their songs. So I think I found two songs. And I'm going to gamble on which one uh, that you might like more and we can go out to that. Okay. It's not on a major label. So it shouldn't be. It should be fine. Punch up the old YouTube here. Man, this thing is so damn slow sometimes. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening, you bunch of queeves. Um, we're going to play a song by a band called Sincere Engineer on the way out. They are a, what's known as a folk punk band, which is an actual thing. Funk. Let's see. Oh, here we this go. This is good radio. <laughs> I know, it's dead, it's, dead, it's dead air. I know, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to. Okay, here we go. Ready? Thanks for listening. Bye. You didn't ask. I didn't offer. A little lamb at the slaughter. In a cubicle cage. I've been locked up for days. Lightning round at the ground. Running. Feel like I've been up for days Taking too many blows to the face We're inbound on a north
cables underground on the subway I like your negative approach It makes me feel great when I'm so scared Already so scared And I didn't ask for this I was only wondering what it be Staring at me Pull into the station, it's a fever dream Crowd goes wild while I'm in the ring Big open spaces, little train car seat A lightweight tapped out, it seems But I'll be okay when I 